listening to The One Room with a View show with Christopher Preston and Dan Orton. Hello and welcome to The One Room with a View show with myself, Christopher Preston and the inimitable Dan Orton. This month's podcast is a recording from Expression FM, which turned 40 this weekend. Dan and I first started broadcasting together in 2010 at Expression FM, and our film show, Friday Night Film, continued for just over two years. Uh, we're both honoured and privileged to be a part of the station's Ruby anniversary and hope you enjoy this hark back to our roots. Without Friday Night Film, there wouldn't be a One Room with a View show. We'll let you take that as an accolade or playing the blame game. Anyway, enjoy and we'll both see you again next month where normal service will recommence. Celebrating Expression FM's 40th anniversary, these are the Alumni Takeover Shows. 87.7 Expression FM, you're listening to Friday Night Film on a Saturday afternoon with myself, Christopher Preston, and the most recent regeneration of Dan Alton. Welcome, welcome <laughs> Hello, back. isn't this, a, uh, this is so weird, we're back. It's kind of uncanny, it's surreal to me, I, I'm not sure... Nothing and everything has changed. Yeah, there's lots of new fresh faces uh, and then there's there's some older ones too. <laughs> of which we are now a part of. Yes, we're alumni. Shall we show these young bucks how it's done? <laughs> we can try. Okay, I'm Christopher Preston. As I said, joining me is Dan Autumn. We were the, the film show in Exeter for about yes. two and a half years, weren't we? Yeah, Friday we went, Night Film. We went from uh, 2010 to May 2012. I Truly a golden age of film <laughs> shows on the radio. It was the age, as far as I was concerned. And we're really, uh, I, I kind of put on Facebook earlier, we're really the, the centrepiece of this uh, this alumni takeover, really. I, I think there are people in expression shaking their heads right now. At that. <laughs> not the first time, and, and now not the last. I was, nice. I was thinking, our first show... We arrived 20 minutes... Well, we arrived what, on time, but couldn't get in. With this? I'm sorry, I just feel like we should start with that. We're, we're going you know, to get better now. Expression's changed a lot, though, hasn't it? I mean, th- this room is, is nice and it's been refurbished. I assume that was for us. Yes. Uh, I, I like to think They've hoovered. That. They've given it a bit of a paint job. Yeah, there's no cobwebs around anymore. It's nice. It's nice to be back. It's been about four years, but I'm pleased. Yes, as I am, and Expression is 40 years old. So, so it's 40 years old. This is kind of like... Do you remember that, that documentary that came out? I think ITV did it. It was like 7 Up. And they, 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 they grabbed... Ki- well, they didn't grab kids, I shouldn't say that. They, they, they ITV found some children, and then they followed them every seven years. Yes. This, kind of, this show is kind of like that for us. Is it? Kind of. Like, it, I mean, it charted us our, you know, our, our blooming into adulthood, as it were, um, yes. via a film radio show. And now, now we're, we are kind of proper adults. Like, yes. you've got a beard. You didn't have that beard last time. We no, I didn't. Had. I couldn't grow a beard when I was in my early 20s. Not at all. I had to stick one on. Is that uh, stuck on? This is stuck on. Stuck on, perfect, yeah. excellent. What was Friday Night Film, though, apart from being a film show? What did we offer that, that presumably no one else did? I honestly have no idea. Yeah, you're right. I, I feel like... I, we, I was amazed. I mean, we snuck in at 7pm every Friday. Snuck. <laughs> Stayed on for two hours or so. Yeah. And, and kept going until someone stopped us. We were kind of like um, like a World Book Day token. Uh, it sounds good, but you can't really get much for a quid. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, <laughs> was, that was us as a, a ringing endorsement. Show. Yeah, but I thought, what better way to celebrate uh, Friday Night Film coming back to the airwaves on Expression FM, and also to celebrate e- Expression FM turning forty, than to look back at the world of well, look back at cinema in nineteen seventy six. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it, to think that Expression FM is is forty. It's kind of going through its midlife crisis now. Yes, um, you very helpfully reminded me that we only came fourteen years afterwards. Yeah, which is makes me feel very I'm 26 old. Twenty six now. Uh, you're twenty five now. A youthful. Think, so. 25. Yeah, I, I don't look a day over 24. No, it's weird, isn't it? Because uh, we get older, but obviously the students don't. Like, walking through there, yeah. you kind of see yourself a bit. 
A little, yes. They grow, they grow better beards. But they're working out there. <laughs> Back in 2010 to 2012, people were not using that area to work. I turned around and I was thinking, who's on YouTube, who's on this? They're not, they're actually... No, they're, 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 they're really they going. care about their degrees. I suppose they should when they cost so much these days. <laughs> Let's not get into the right, politics. So we were a part, yeah, we, well, as you may have noticed, listeners, we played there the Rocky theme tune. Mm. Now, Rocky came out in 1976 yeah. and was one of the biggest films of that year, a sort of runaway success, mm. you know, starring Sylvester Stallone. It won three Oscars. I cannot remember now. Hang on. It best was Picture, Best Director, and Best Film Editing. Well done, Christopher. Did you know the person who directed the Rocky film? Yeah. yeah he, do you know what he went on to direct afterwards? The second so, Rocky film? The fifth Rocky film. Oh. I mentioned that for a reason. The okay. fifth being overwhelmingly yes. the worst. Yes. Well, I feel That's like... That's the one where Rocky just has a fight in a car park outside. A classic. Yeah. Rocky One is obviously the small, R- small R- time. Rocky <laughs> Plymouth home. <laughs> small time boxer Rocky Balboa. Uh, he gets uh, the opportunity to fight heavyweight champion of the world Apollo Creed, Creed yeah. which is exactly how we met. Michael B. Jordan's dad, <laughs> if I remember. Yeah. For you young bucks. <laughs> yes. If anyone doesn't know, Creed is out this year, so that's an interesting, another interesting link. Yeah. If that's to, come to Exeter. Probably. Yeah. I don't know. Does Exeter still have a dire? Offering of films, we do you think? We um, Damn You Devon, didn't we? We did. And that was yeah. when one of us would have to <laughs> one of us would have to travel more than one mile from our house <laughs> to see one particular film. I like the fact that we, oh, we really, that was the only time we really rose up against the Devonshire establishment <laughs> via foreign film. And they felt it. They, they, they definitely it's felt a stinging it. Blow. Every, you know, they de- back to, nicely to Rocky. That was a yeah, I like that. Nice segue. So my favourite thing about Rocky, I mean, the film is great, and as we've already demonstrated, the music is is incredible. But one of my favourite things is, is the backstory to it, that, that Sylvester Stallone, he, he wrote the script in something like a week, maybe less. <laughs> he was down to his last $100. Yeah. He was about to have to sell his dog so he could afford to feed himself. <laughs> I think his dog appears in the film. Like, Rocky's dog is actually yeah. Sly's dog. That, that's no way to talk about Connie from the Godfather series. Oh, ooh. Um, and you can't get away with that in 2016, can you? This is the kind of stuff we were allowed to do in 2010. <laughs> we weren't allowed to do it then. <laughs> <laughs> we just did it. So uh, the producers came along and said, we'll buy your film script. It's great. Here's $350,000 for your film script. And he said, no, I'm not unless I can start. I'm not going to do a sly impression. I, I just, no, I can't do it. This is the last opportunity. No, I've, to do a have I ever done a sly impression? Oh, oh. I'm uh, gonna do it. I'm not gonna. Uh, uh, no, Adrian. <laughs> so he said, "No, I'm not gonna do it unless you let me star in the film." Mm. And they said, "Well, we don't. We can't do that." And he said, "He said you've got to." And eventually, they managed to sell it to a studio who said, "All right, well, we want a big star." And they said, "Well, you can't have a big star. You've got to have this sliced alone character." And they said, "Okay, well, instead of giving you two million to make the film." We're going to give you one million dollars, just one million, to make this film. And if you go over budget, you've got to pay for it out of your own pockets. Really? And it went something like it, it cost one point one million in the end. Mm. And the producers had to remortgage their houses. That zero point one million. I, I love these little stories. We're going to talk about nineteen. But didn't it, it pay dividends? Didn't it for them in the end? Mm. We're going to talk about nineteen seventy-six uh, as a focal point. But if you think about the nineteen seventies as a kind of decade of art. You're thinking about people like the, the prominence of David Bowie. You're thinking about Springsteen coming into prominence, yeah. Elton John. In terms of film, Rocky, The Godfather series, Taxi Driver, which we're going to talk about a little bit later. Star Wars, obviously hugely relevant now. Uh, the 70s was the time to be alive. I know we kind of... It was a great time for the, the arts 60s, and a great time for cinema. It, really, really intelligent, the, clever the 60s cinema. Kind of, uh, we talk about the 60s a lot with nostalgia and what with like the Beatles and the British Invasion and everything. But yeah. it was almost like the 70s kind of built upon that. 
like the sixties broke through, the seventies let let the water run, as it were. Mm. And fantastic time, yeah. yeah. The expression. I think it was called something else then was it U- U-R-E, ure yeah. yeah university radio exeter mm. uh, long 14 years Snappy. before we were born yeah. <laughs> <laughs> before they went for the slightly more you know fantastic expression have we got to that point now where we're trying to kind of undersell our age like, I don't know. What, time, what age do you get? That? Are we? It's like, are we? Are we? Are we out of touch? No, no. It's the it's the kids the, who are right. It's, it's the, the children, children who are wrong. Well, I keep getting calls from from extra students now as part of the annual fund, which is yes. kind of bizarre. Like I never thought I'd, I've donated I, exactly zero to I've that annual fund. Two pounds. So I feel like I, I should be able to use all of the what. And I mean, I don't mean two pounds on a yearly basis. It's like you're the I, Bill Gates of Exeter. It's like they they keep bringing me for it. I gave them two quid. I'm having to cash PPI, which is the only other phone calls I'm getting. So I'm. Borrowing from <laughs> Peter to pay University of Exeter. <laughs> so, we talked, uh, touched briefly there about intelligent, smart cinema in the 70s. The other film I want to talk about before we go to a song yeah. is All the President's Men, which is obviously about Woodward and Bernstein's uh, outing of the Watergate scandal. They, sure. they, they, they brought it to the public attention. And, and I mean, that is one of my favourite films. I mean, I'm so. It's a nice coincidence that it came out in 76 and we can talk about it on this show because All the President's Men is an absolutely amazing film. The best film ever made, I think, about journalism and, and what, you know, what journalists do on a day-to-day basis, which is something very dear to my heart. And uh, what is now a journalist? <laughs> Thank you for the disclaimer. <laughs> Side note: I feel like the, the Seven Up narrator. Now Dan is a journalist. <laughs> That's Professor Winston, isn't it, Robert Winston? Uh, did, have you seen All the President's Men? Uh, I, I can remember watching it like early on. It was just something that you said then. It's like Watergate is one of those things, and you know, people talk about America not having history, and uh, certainly yeah. we've got like an all-encompassing history like Britain. We end up when we do period pieces, they end up being things like Downton Abbey and <laughs> some bloke in a cravat wandering around as a butler and things. Whereas when America does period pieces is ironic that they usually are either civil war pieces or things from like the 60s and 70s yes and we see the watergate scandal bleed across i mean that was huge huge i mean one of the focuses i remember we did in one of our early shows was of frost nixon when that came here yeah yeah Um, and one can only see uh, which is obviously the um that's the fallout from it. That that was a few years after watergate wasn't it for context companion pieces between the president's men yeah also the script William Goldman wrote it. Now, William Goldman, one of the greatest scriptwriters ever. He wrote, also wrote one of my favourite films, The Princess Bride, and he's so funny. Yeah. And um, just he won the Oscar for this, very much deserved. It's a very snappy film. It gets it gets a sort of process of journalism and the day to day task of journalism right completely. Should we talk about? I mean, I just I've just got a text. Okay. From my from my dad. Well, I was going to say, do you know what? It's nice because I think as your father listening. I don't know, but he's My just texted me. My parents are listening, which I've just found out, which is nice because we we were only. I think at one point it was almost like come dine with me, wasn't it? We we, we were <laughs> we, we we were broadcasting almost exclusively for our parents. For me, it was almost like a Skype call. <laughs> yes, that would have been a lot more convenient rather than trying to get all the way uh, so into here nice. at seven so o'clock at night. What's old? Uh, uh, one of well, our I told him we did on Expression FM was for Dan's father's birthday. Yeah, he was a he was a huge friend of the show. Huge friend. Uh, I, I think he was exec, exec producer at the moment. He would like to think he was. Harvey Weinstein. Well, I just told him earlier today that we're coming on here today to do the show again after Excellent. after four years, and he said, "Don't give up the day job." Brilliant. That's what he said. Don't give up the day job. Brilliant. That's his that's his words of encouragement. Well, that kind of takes us quite nicely on to this song then. So another big part of the show. You told me this on the way down here on the train. Yeah. The most played. Uh, artists on this show when, when we did the show 2010 to 2012 Friday Night Film that film <laughs> show were Randy Newman and Toy Story fame and Angela Lansbury <laughs> tied for I don't tied. know tied for yeah. they tied for number one spot so 
We've got you everything you need to know about this. This film. track is a 1977 track from the great Randy Newman. And just a fun fact uh, for the Christopher and Dan trivia people <laughs> out there: this uh, this song should have featured in our sitcom from XTV. Celebrating Expression FM's 40th anniversary, these are the Alumni Takeover Shows. 87.7 Expression FM. You're listening to Friday Night Film on a Saturday afternoon with myself, Christopher Preston. And over there is is cheeky Dan Alton. <laughs> I think I've ever been described as cheeky. You're doing you, you're doing that Expression FM uh, bit there really well. Like you've never like you've it's never like been away. Memory. It's like muscle memory. It's like uh, Michael Jackson in This Is It. You know when he started singing Human Nature and the next minute he was busting all those moves. That's how I feel s- sitting down. You're comparing yourself to Michael Jackson <laughs> for more than one. <laughs> so uh, we were the film show for two years. For between 2010 and 2012, yes. uh, we're taking over uh, the next kind of very small little while on Expression FM. Yeah, we've only been given half an hour. Part of the Ruby anniversary. It's nice, though. It's a privilege to be back. I it is. It is. Dan in, um, in that wonderful uh, part there uh, from Randy Newman, that interlude. Thanks, Randy, for coming in, by the way. <laughs> Personal favour to us. He's an uh, old friend of the show. It's lovely to be back driving the desk. I never thought I'd see this thing again. No, this is so strange. As I said earlier at the top of the show, it, it, nothing really has changed. Yeah. Whereas everything has, in many ways. Can so, I just do a quick shout-out? Is that okay? Of course. Uh, my yeah. fiancé is listening, uh, Hattie Jordan. Oh, oh yeah. And <laughs> it's kind of a special day. Like um, it, uh, This makes me sound awful, actually. This and he is. He is an six, awful six person. Six years ago today, we started going out. We met at the University of Exeter. We have subsequently got engaged. We're getting married next summer, which is nice. Um, so she's listening at home. So thanks, Hat. I remain alone and single <laughs> and have no shout-out to make. Is that kind of like an Expression FM version of Tinder that they did there? Should they be swiping? I assume they're dialing, right, as we speak. <laughs> they, 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 they'd want to. I, I'm a catch. As we walked past um, through campus, uh, we were like reminiscing and talking about the old days and stuff like that. And uh, I, I couldn't help but notice that the shop is still open on campus. I'm assuming that they listen to us now. And I think back to that poor woman who used to have to work <laughs> Friday night shift. I imagine her with like a like a small child at home and having to listen to us for two hours. And then we would go straight from Friday night filming to Ramioki, which was also on a Friday night. Yeah. Can you imagine that poor woman having to listen to us rabbit on about Drive and, and Angela Lansbury and then walk <laughs> in and try and sing Uptown Girl? Dante wrote about that, Dan. <laughs> I think we did a very good rendition of Uptown Girl that one time. I think that's uh, up for debate. Which leads us nicely <laughs> into Taxi Driver. Yes. Robert De Niro, Martin Scorsese. Yeah. Like when Robert De Niro was Martin Scorsese's Leonardo DiCaprio of that yeah, time. Yeah, what has happened to De Niro recently? Did you see Dirty Grandpa? I didn't, but I saw the reviews, um, and they were dreadful, weren't they? Really, really heinous. Because, I mean, it gets to something, I think, because he did The Intern he's last... He's kind of he like the, the, the Friday Night Film of <laughs> now, isn't he? Like, he feels like he's come back for one he last did the, He did The Intern last year, didn't he? The um, That film of Anne Hathaway. Yeah. And I think that, and that, it, it comes to something, when you look back at his recent filmography, and The Intern is his most interesting film in about five years. Didn't that do quite well, I think? It, it did, for the most part. Mm. Well, we're going to talk about 1976 version of Robert De Niro, which is the best. Yeah, so this was Taxi Driver. Again, another great film. We're very lucky that all these great films came out. It uh, are as old as expression are this weekend. Yeah. So, so happy 40th. I haven't seen Taxi Driver in a long time, though. I saw it only uh, a week or two ago, actually, and in pure coincidence to this show, because we never prepared back then, so it's not like we were going to start now, <laughs> uh, realistically. No, why bother? Uh, but it's a fantastic film. It's a wonderful film that looks at loneliness in an extreme way. Yeah. Uh, do you want to quickly give a, a synopsis? I mean, I have a synopsis written down. Well, do you want to read that? And all well, that I mean, what I've got here is, uh, if I were to sum up Taxi Driver, it's it's the story of this mentally unstable Vietnam vet mm. who now drives, he does night shifts, doesn't he, on a, yeah. a, a, as, a, as a taxi driver, hence the title, uh, and 
over the course of the film, I suppose it kind of all culminates in him trying to save the life of a prepubescent prostitute. That's right, by... Uh, Jodie Foster, Foster yeah. yeah, 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 a, a very young role, or certainly the most famous. One of her very early roles, yeah. It's wonderful. The, the The script is perfect, and it's one of those scripts. It's one of those uh, films. The first time I ever saw it was at the University of Exeter. It was in my first week. Um, yeah, I think it's traditional in Freshers' Week. You kind of go out and do what you do and then you kind of come back and people congregate and watch films so i know you've watched fight club in yours and i did as well and <laughs> yeah. um, i think we put american beauty on so we were watching all of these great films and one of them was taxi driver and i just remember that really poignant line where Rob- uh, robert de niro travis bickle says i am god's lonely man and it perfectly summarizes that film taxi driver yeah uh, it's it's beautiful like it's so well done and on paper, it's one of those films that kind of kind of drag a little bit, and it's a little bit self-indulgent. But I don't know. There's there's such a, a deafness to that poignancy and that beauty. You can't help and but fall in love with something so twisted. No, you're absolutely right. Scorsese has done. I, I mean, the man is a is a genius. Yeah. And and it's a very powerful film, as you've already said. I don't know if I can add anything else to to that. It, it, as I said, I've not seen it for a while. It's it's kind of a very twisted love letter yeah. to being lonely to being yes. isolated to and being and grounded in again in a, in in some uh, an historic event that's very uh, you, we go, going back to what we were saying about all the president's men and and american history and how they depict their history in films obviously vietnam plays a big role in this movie mm. and is a, something of a, a blot on on americans uh, foreign policy mm. <laughs> so yeah it just goes back into that and 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 plays into i think a common theme of 1970s american cinema it seems we've been focusing on a lot in the show and, and about and that sort of very i want to use that word intelligent again it just is a, it was an era of intelligent films which you don't see so much of now it's when people um kind of started to become to to, to use cinema as as an expressionist art form and i know that have since like the day dot but i think cinema went so mainstream in the 70s didn't it that you yeah. could make films like the godfather taxi driver uh, Star Wars things. Um, it's ironic, actually, to use Star Wars because I think a lot of the cinema that came to prominence in the seventies would we see it now? No, I, I, no, I don't know. If I don't we think there could be would. a film like The Godfather being released today. Uh, I don't think there could be a film like Taxi Driver being released today. Or perhaps that is the most modern out of our selection. Mm. Um, perhaps you could see something like Nicholas Winding Refn style. Um, but certainly, that would be insane. It's a, certainly a, a bygone era, but it's nice, yes. isn't it? We kind of see them reflected. It's nice to be here for these fortieth uh, anniversary. Yeah, yeah, and to be able to talk about these these films. We are kind of running out of time. We are. It feels like we've only just got here, Dan. It's, it's passed so quickly. I'm not sure if the. the but we got in. We got in late anyway. So do you think did. we could eke out a little? extra few minutes yeah i think we could probably just muscle in a few there's someone smiling out there i'm, I'm assuming that i'll take that as affirmation uh, that gla- <laughs> no, glare no, no, that no, it's turned into a glare i don't know what's going story. on <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've already made new enemies all right well this is could be the last time well I, i'm going to come for the 50th anniversary if, if i ha- <laughs> then i certainly plan to live that long <laughs> uh, but we should definitely plug like we still work together Dan. we do we do for my sins <laughs> and for my sheer joy uh, we we still do the radio show it's on an on it's on podcast and online yeah it's now, online, online yeah on soundcloud uh, we do the show it's no longer friday night film uh, it's no longer that film show it's now the one room with a view show uh, which is available at one room with a view.com yes it's attached to a film blog run by another extra alumnus exactly so if you listen it's only like you don't worry with the annual fund give us a listen instead okay it's free it's fine that's available at www.oneroomwithaview.com and we are available on twitter and facebook and things you can find yes. us on soundcloud and itunes so give us a subscribe yeah do you want you can tweet chris he's at the, at press, the tonight. press tonight and you're at mr, mr. orton so yeah. 
that let us know what you thought of this show it's dragging us into the 21st century <coughs> yeah so anyway it's been wonderful it really has it has it's been it feels it's been too quick it has but it's been very nice to sit with you uh, across from you again on on in this room on uh, across the, from you on the desk there. And a big thank you to Expression FM for having us as well on behalf of us and the alumni. It's yeah. nice to kind of get us back. Uh, it's so wonderful to still be a part of this community. Yes. Like Dan and I became firm friends through this radio show. So to be able to share this day of all days with you today is a, is a real fantastic <laughs> treat. And not your fiance. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that. I'm in enough trouble as it is. <laughs> but yeah, it is really lovely. We are going to um, play a very very special song to both of us now this is the first song we dance to <laughs> <laughs> what a wonderful mental image for my parents and betrothed uh, th- this and your father <laughs> indeed indeed um, we couldn't let randy overtake this young lady not dame angela no so uh it's been wonderful to be here we'll probably see you again in 10 years time so for one last time this song from one of the greatest one of the greatest animated films ever made yeah, one of dame angela's best performances how old is she now she's 90 years old 90 years young yeah this my favorite fact about this song is that they asked her to do this uh and she said no i don't want to do it get a younger woman to do it and they said no no angela just do one take for us just do one version and she did and the version you're about to hear is that version that's the version that's in the finished film and this song is, is i think sums up our relationship very nicely certainly the first couple of lines yeah yeah uh but for one last time, at least for another decade, uh, mm. this has been 87.7 Expression FM, Friday Night Film, on a Saturday afternoon with myself, Christopher Preston, and Dan Alton. Cheerio.